I already took a nap today. Really? You yeah. had that much of a day? I already took a nap. Get out my face. We got up at 7.30. You got up at 7.30? Why? Because Channing got up at 7.30 and was like, good morning. And I'm like, oh, okay, good morning. I'd be like, go back to sleep. <laughs> no, it's never go back to sleep. Let's get right out of bed. All right, let's do this. No call, no show. We don't give a word. No call, no show. Two brown girls always shaking it up. Hi, I'm Taylor Ray. Hi, I'm Ricky. No Call, No Show <laughs> is a bi-weekly podcast hosted by two women bartenders of color addressing what we believe are the real issues in the hospitality industry. So, um, Long Island Iced Tea, my tea is... I don't have one this week. We're just going to... Talk about my listen team. Listen to Taylor's and talk about it because I was witnessed half of it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, so I. I'm always witnessing Taylor's antics. I know. Um, <laughs> my tea um, happened right after we recorded the, the episode. <laughs> Literally, it was the freshest tea. <laughs> um, but I was at work. Um, I work at a couple bars, but I was working at a particular bar. And. Um, we it's normal my normal shift um and then I, at some point um we're gonna call the woman yeah. whose party this was janine janine is the name of the week janine is the name of the week um uh her friend comes in and is has a bunch of like you know decorations and i'm like what's going on what's going on and they're like oh we're celebrating janine's quinceanera <laughs> I was like, now mind you, I think it's one really silly to celebrate like these these weird teenage parties and try to bring them back and apply them, but that's just me. I think I I think what would be dope is like a prom. A prom maybe, like, but that's like a everyone celebration. I think when it comes to more centric stuff. But if you do stuff, a, a prom for your birthday. Mm. Anywho, they come in, they're setting up, and I'm like, okay, cool, quinceanera. Now, I know this this person. Um, she's a bartender in the Brooklyn community. Oh, she's a bartender? I didn't even know that. She's server and bartender. I have, she works at a couple places. I just thought she was like a Bushwick kid. No, no, no. She's, she's like, she works, she works at some Bushwick bars. And I know in my head she's a white woman, mm-hmm. right? But I'm like, you know what? You don't know. You, you know, know, you never know. Like, Latinas like all different sorts of colors mm-hmm. and come in all different shades, and you know that's what happens when you're colonized. And, um, and so, and so, I was giving her some benefit of the doubt, right? I'm like, okay. Now, a quinceanera, for people who don't um, know, is a celebration um, where it's kind of the Latinas like bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. It's it's a coming of age. Yeah. Um, it's when a you know a teenage girl becomes a woman. Um, it's fifteen, right? Fifteen, yeah. not sixteen. So like quinceanera in the Latin community is fifteen, um, and then you have like sweet sixteen, which mm-hmm. is like the Western yeah. version of a quinceanera, right? But it's a coming of age where you are now officially a woman, even though you don't know shit about shit mm-hmm. um but nope. you but <laughs> you know like i'm a woman yeah. okay i had a game saying yeah and your mom's like you don't know fucking I was 15, shit i was saying that go shit. you don't know shit go clean your room <laughs> um <laughs> um so it's a celebration there is um it quite literally is the biggest celebration in a latin woman's life next to her wedding like it's a 
it's a big deal. Um, it's a big deal. Um, so we, it's a, it's a big deal for, and it's a big deal for me also because I couldn't, we couldn't afford, like I couldn't afford to have a quinceanera. Uh-huh. It's expensive. They it's, get, ex- like, it's and first of all, like, it's, it's your family could be mates. saving. <laughs> yeah. Your family could be saving up for an, an entire year or two yeah. for this celebration. Depending, of course, depending on how big you wanted it. I've been to quinceaneras that were just basically in like a hall. I mean, you could do a quinceanera on a budget, just like you can do anything on a budget. Yeah. But you know, I was at the time I was uh, when I was 15 I was like a salsa dancer and a lot of the money that like the only money that my mom really had for us would be for my costumes and it's for travel it's travel, expensive yeah. to have a kid mm-hmm. who's doing like dancing and dancing you know. dance competition it's oh my so god I did it's a lot thing. so I couldn't have one and I also couldn't have a sweet 16 I was like well maybe I'll have a sweet 16 my mom was like nah still ain't got it right <laughs> so when she comes in and there's all these there's like a whole wall for photography where it's just like white wall with all these like like flowers around it they had a piñata which at that point I was like I looked at the owner and their friends and I was like oh so we're fully appropriating right now because yeah a quinceañera there would never be a piñata at a quinceañera because what 15 year old girl it's not that's exactly. and her wants her and her friends a piñata is something you do when you're a child and it's it's, it's amazing you celebrate it it's awesome mm-hmm. but it's just it's just not something you would ever do at a quinceañera if you knew what the fuck a quinceanera was and yeah. you would know that a 15 year old girl would not be having that shit you'd be like uh-uh. uh get the piñata out of here you know when you're you 15 you just said you think you're a woman you like, think you're, you're a woman a exactly so they brought a piñata <laughs> and there was just like all of these and it was a big thing and i mean and it had a We've had a huge turnout. Yeah, I just saw um, them setting up. I left before it happened, but I yeah, I saw you, the decorations. You and I was left, like, and I think you turned back, and I'm I was out. like, <laughs> because it just became real when you saw the amount of people coming, and it was just like a big joke for everybody. And Did she wear a dress. She wore because <sighs> the quinceanera you're supposed to wear like a wedding dress. You wear like a beautiful taste like beautiful dress and it's usually like puffy and it's like you feel like you're cinderella like you know Mm -hmm. like oh like you know you're at the ball and it just it's again it's such an important ceremony there's this whole thing where your dad changes your shoes Mm -hmm. from your like sneaker i think it became like sneakers when i was around like my age it was like converse like then it was like ballerina slippers back in the day but it was like you change your shoes and into heels and like that was the whole ceremony of like your father and your parents really accepting you as a woman and Mm -hmm. it's just it's such it's a beautiful event and it's a party and it and it's and it's deeply rooted in our culture and and this is in caribbean culture i mean I, i think it's more prevalent i feel like in in um Mexican culture and also like you have Central America, maybe like mm-hmm. the the northern South America, um, more more than the Caribbean. But we've all adopted. It's all something that we do. It's yeah. just whether or not you know whether it's more prevalent in your in your culture or not. Um, but yeah, she comes in and she's wearing and listen like again wear what you want. But it, it was just it was just such a like cheesy Mandy's eighth grade prom Not dress Mandy. because I think yeah. that's what she thought she was supposed to wear. It was it wouldn't have been a dress that she would have worn to anything and like an else. actual event. Yeah. It was a dress that she was like it was like a mocking it was like mockery. Like let me find the most corniest dress to wear. Because mm-hmm. you think what we do is corny or you think would you have this this like tacky it's just it was and then she had like yeah. a tiara and she was just like uh. slouching around. I mean it was it was sloppy. It was yeah. it was hurtful. And so mind you, it was also packed. 
Like it was so busy, oh, yeah, and I'm so. Day. It was so busy. I was so grateful. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. I was so grateful that it was that busy because I just and and my and my uh, coworker was like, "T, like you good?" And I'm like, "I'm good," but he's like, "No, this is this isn't right." And it, it wasn't right. It was it was so upsetting to me. Not not only because again appropriation, especially in in a in an angle of privilege, or in an angle where she thought like it, she was like um. I'm some so so a regular asked her when they were setting up because she literally asked regulars to move from one area what? to another because that's where she wanted to have the pictures taken in like the front room, and the regular was like, "So what's going on?" And she was like, "I'm having like a quinceanera," and he was like, <laughs> "Why? <laughs> why? Because he's he's I'm this I love this regular. He's a black man. He's like why." And he's and she was like, because, you know, like I'm from SoCal. So it's like a Mexican quinceanera ish theme, like ish. Like it was just I was like and he was like, wow, Mm -mm. sis. Wow. Well, enjoy your quinceanera. (laughs) And he like closed out and left. He left really quickly after that. And I was and then he came back the next day because he knew I was working. And he was like, yo, I had to be out because like I couldn't me Mm -hmm. and my group of friends were like, nah. Um, and I was like, I would have been out, but I had to work. <laughs> yeah. So I was leave. really, I was really happy it was busy, but, and I was just like, it was so busy. And I also knew that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to like express, I just put on my work face, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to just deal with this, internalize it. Um, and then I came back to Orlando's house where Holly and Blake were here and I just fucking let it go because I was so upset. Yeah. Um, that's the concept really it, it, it it's it's not tasteful just because you grew up in a neighborhood where there are a lot of Mexicans just or Mexican Americans chicanas doesn't mean that you can adopt that just because you dated a Mexican man just because you enjoy tacos just because you know you like hablar español like it's not okay yeah no it's, it's um, not okay and it's hurtful and I just it took me back to like 15 year old me who like couldn't afford like was told by my now. parents that I can't we can't afford this because you have you know because we can't afford to spend this kind of money on a party even though we know it's important to you I'm we're sorry mm-hmm. and it just was like this is if you thought for like one second if you just if like no mind you they're Bushwick they've been in Bushwick probably for like eight ten years now if you interacted with your neighbors, if you if you actually took the time to acclimate to a neighborhood that is not yours and a culture that's not yours and took the time to realize that this is so inappropriate and could be hurtful to any of those people that you're a part of the gentrifying of the neighborhood, yeah, you may have reconsidered this. But you're so in your own bubble and you're so comfortable doing these, being this aggressor in a in a way and just it, it that you don't even realize that this was inappropriate it was just to say like quinceanera and my thing was this if you're gonna fucking appropriate appropriate with some fucking class like if yeah. you would have if she would have said like i mean and this is this happens where i've talked to like my mexican-american friends about appropriation with like dia de los muertos and things like yeah. that there's a difference between like mockery and then there's a difference between like people who are appropriating it's all appropriation i'm not like giving any I'm not yeah, giving any no. license here. But then there are people who actually do their history, do their homework and look into the history of things and actually try to emulate some of the like, historical actual like, contributions to the celebration. Yeah. And there wasn't that at all. Like if she would have come out with a dress, if she would have had her like 
boyfriend or best friend do the slipper ceremony if there was some sort of tastefulness that like i actually did some research and homework and i'm yeah. actually having then i've almost i wouldn't given her a pass but i said at least she'd have like respected some of the elements of the ceremony but there was none of that it was like so Just so them getting bad. drunk with these decorations and calling it a quinceanera is like really messed up it's fucked up <laughs> it's fucked up and and i don't dislike that person i don't think she's a terrible person again these are people who are just lost and i um left like pretty upset you know i like left my shift i was like can i go yeah (laughs) to the owner i was like can it's like late and my shift is over and i want to go yeah and i definitely think i leaned into more of it's valentine's day i want to hang out with my boyfriend even though we don't give a fuck about valentine's day but Mm. I leaned into that more than than just saying how I felt, but he obviously knew I was on. I mean, he could tell I was a little bit uncomfortable, and I was just. It's just really upsetting. I mean, it was really busy, and I made a shit ton of money off of their fucking appropriation. But <laughs> I made like four hundred, five hundred dollars that night. It was insane. That's but good. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, that, that was the only thing that like helped balance the fucking scale. That's what. That's what you mean by putting your work face on, though, because I you just know you have to just go through it. And you there have are things to just that, deal with it. And think there are things that happen a lot where you just have to put that work face um, on. Every weekend when I'm at Freehold and there's kids on the other side of the bar rapping along to all these songs and they're not black and they're all saying the N-word. They're not just saying it, but they're screaming it. And I know I'm going to make a lot of money at the end of the shift, but I have to just breathe and get through it. Yeah. But it's just like every weekend. So I get the work face part. It sucks. But. And I think that there was, mm. there was times where. I was it was my frustrations were leaking on to my coworker and I'm sorry Troy I love you um thank you for being there for me and you know I I, I just want to it's it's hard to like put that work face on and then also maintain like there are just moments where I was just like at the com- like at a computer like fuck, fuck, fuck this like tapping like I'm using a pen on the computer like oh, I don't no, give a, a fuck pen. yeah the pen with the point out no like, Taylor yeah 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 because I'm pissed expensive. I know I don't give a fuck <laughs> They ain't gonna change your POS system anyway. They cheap. Talk to um, me. Take shit out of your tips. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, five hundred bucks. Fork it over. We need to do POS. No, they <laughs> just pen marks. Uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's really hard to maintain face. Um, I really try to create a bubble. I was once told. I was once told to like pretend that you have this like invisible bubble. And your energy, like your good energy, you keep that into the bubble and you don't let any and pretend like this bubble is like a force field. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like a you it can't you know, like it can't be popped and just continuously remember that. But sometimes you just get taken so off guard and that it just bursts. It just pops. You know what I mean? And and you're left there just trying to. Um, you know, realize, okay, what's my face looking like? How is my tone? Am I, am I doing good service? Because at the end of the day, I'm the professional mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you good service no matter if you're fucking appropriating my culture and, and Tecate and a fucking tequila shot yeah, with a smile. Um, and that's not easy. And I'm not saying everyone has to smile and everyone has to tend to be that, but it is a, a hard part of being in this industry is being disrespected and still feeling i mean it's it it, like it goes deep i mean like i'm disrespected as a woman all day Mm -hmm. and on other parts of the day i don't have to do that and i don't 
No, we know. But but in those moments, it just it's just hard. It's really hard. That was really rough for me. I just want everyone to know that that was really hard. And I really want everyone to reconsider these. She could have had a sweet 16. That's what yeah. kills me is that she could have had a sweet sixteen. Why not just? But why not just have a sweet sixteen? Then you could you, have had a pinata. Your sweet you sixteen. You could have had a pinata. Sweet too. sixteen. You you just could have had a sweet sixteen. You could wear your stupid Mandy's dress. Shout out to Mandy's. I love you. You held me down through Rainbow's the time. Ta- Rainbows. You held me down <laughs> when your girl got ten dollars and I come out looking like a hundred bucks. Stop. Listen, <laughs> what I'm saying is what I'm saying is you could have had a sweet sixteen, and you chose not to. And the only Latina was working that night at the bar. You decided to have that. And it hurt me. And everyone, like, you need to really have a quinceanera in your fucking head. (laughs) You know, I just, I just, just, just always think about, just always think, just, just be thoughtful. And that's all I ask. Because if you think, if you thought hard enough, Janine, you would have fucking realized. I just don't, don't wear these Native American head headpieces to Coachella. Mm-hmm. That's appropriation. That was how long ago? And we're still talking about these same kind of things. But like, to me, this is a little more obvious than that. It's, it's just, like, it's just when <laughs> you, obvious. the Bushwick and the Bushwick scene is its own thing where there's these like a couple bars and like everyone bartends there and the owners all know each other and they all own like, and that's lovely. And I love the Bushwick community. It's been, it's been really great to me and I've gotten really great friends from it. Um, actually like I contacted the next day I contacted a good mutual friend of me and Janine's and I was like hey is Janina Latina and he, <laughs> our friend was like no she's caught to the Asian like she's <laughs> she is white um, she's white and I was like just wanted to make sure because I didn't I don't want to feel stupid and I don't want to feel like I've passed judgment on someone if I haven't done as much if I haven't done my research so yeah. I had to just confirm I was like no, okay cool that's what I that. thought always but yeah. you know what like you know um, but yeah, that's my tea. Um, and very important. It's just, it just fucking irks me. Throw a sweet 16. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this is straight. No chaser. We have a guest this week. Uh, Holly Fitzhenry. Hi y'all. Hey Holly. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you um, for having me as our first official guest. Yes. Um, I've always, I like when we, when Ricky and I were creating our list of people, I was like, Holly. Yep. She was like, yeah. And I was like, hundred fucking percent. I love Hundo that girl. P, we don't use hundred percent on this show. Sorry. You're right. Hundo P. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so know that you were like a part of our original cast. We've like moved people since then. Thank got you. Bumped off, but you stayed. Not Thanks. off. Not off. So just like move them further down the road. Yeah. The yeah. list. Yeah. I feel the very list. honored. Yes. Thank you Thanks, for coming. Ladies. Um, um, so if you want to tell us a little bit about So me. I'm Holly. I'm from New Orleans or about 15 minutes outside of New Orleans proper in Louisiana. And I moved to New York five years ago this past September. I live in Bushwick. I've always lived in Bushwick. Um, the dream is to live in Chinatown. That's and a dream. tiny ass apartment on the smelly ass street. Yes, that's the goal eventually. No, it, uh-huh. I mean Chinatown is dope. I know. I love yeah. Chinatown days. They're the best. But uh, yeah, so I work in the industry. I've been in the industry about seven years now. I started at a dine-in movie theater. 
And that's where I started. I was ushering people and then I became a food runner. Mm. And then the GM at the spot I was at was like, I want to make you a bartender. And I was like, cool. Oh, you're going to have to teach don't me. Don't you fucking love those people? I like skipped the whole like serving yeah, thing. Yeah, I skipped that part. Yeah, <laughs> I skipped that part, which is, I feel very fortunate for that because I think I'd be a terrible server. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and now I'm starting to work in restaurants, which has really been an interesting change for me because I've been doing cocktailing for the last five years. So that's been fun. Well, so where have like where have some of the places that you've worked that you think that people affiliate uh, you as a bartender with in New York City? Where have those places been? Uh, Nighthawk Cinema. That's right. For sure. Um, I was there for three years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I started working there just one month after moving to New York um, there and Butter and Scotch. Mm-hmm. I was nice. there for close to two years, year and a half, two years. And then I went on to Subject. And yeah, now I, I did Devin briefly, mm-hmm, opened that nice. spot up on the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. And now I've transitioned over to Estella. And what was... At what point did you realize that you wanted to transition and why? I think doing the 4 a.m. cocktail bar uh, for the amount of time that I did really took its toll on me. I realized like I'm not cut out to be like the life of the party, you know, like the host or the host of that party. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't really for me. Um, I mean, I learned so much and I really enjoyed my time doing it, but I realized like I need I need shorter hours. I also need um, more structure and not, I mean, I also like really wanted to incorporate food, mm-hmm. like yeah. doing food service. Cause I think that changes your entire experience uh, yeah. in in the industry, incorporating food. So yeah. Cool. Was, was um, drinking ever a drinking behind the bar ever a factor for you when you, with, with your transition? Or was it something um, you never really... So I I personally don't really enjoy drinking while working. Um, it, you can go into subject. If I walk in there, they already know to pour me like a half a shot because I don't want an entire shot. I don't want to get fucked up. I yeah. don't enjoy it at all. So I, you know, I mean, because it was part of that culture, I would take shots, but I always did whispers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wouldn't take an actual real shot until like, 2.30 in the morning because, you know, I have yeah. to work until 5, 5.30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so drinking wasn't really, it wasn't an issue for me personally, but definitely I felt sometimes like the pressure of like, everyone wants you to do a shot, you should do a shot. And it's like, but I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I, I definitely was getting tired of that lifestyle, which leaned me into wanting to doing restaurants. Yeah, I mean, I worked at Extra Fancy, and I love our ding system. I have a ding-ding tattoo. Uh, and so the, the bell system is one ding. If you get one ding and you walk in the door, you're regular. Two dings means for the bartenders to drop what they're doing. Literally, you can let your drink die. Um, <laughs> drop what you're doing. And it's something like, it's like a movie. Like, you just, like, rewind back. Like, you, like, you like go back and you, you do a shot. So it's, like... At somewhere in the bar, one of the bartenders is doing a shot with a guest, probably because they're leaving. Yeah. Um, and we would pour each other whispers, but I feel like the ding-dings never ended. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But, or it was always like Montenegro or something, low right. B. But, and then three dings was this, it's your birthday and we're all doing a shot. 
Um, but I definitely <laughs> do feel that I've received. It's like a weird pressure. Even if you say like for one second, you say, no, I'm not going to do shots tonight. I feel like I've within like 20 seconds, I've buckled and been like, all right, pour me half a shot. You know, you just say, because totally. it's this weird thing where you yeah. know you're not missing out on anything. Right. Um, but if the culture is there behind the bar to do shots, it's this yeah. weird, it's a it's a really strange mental thing that I would, that I'm like really trying to explore on breaking down as to why I feel like even if it's a half a shot, I've said like, okay, I'll do it. Um, I, don't, I don't drink full shots either because you'll be wrecked. Right. But, I'll have my bar rep be like, you want to do a shot? We're doing shots with these people. They're leaving. And I've said no. And then I'm like, all right, give me half a shot of Fernet or something. Even that half a shot. But it's still, I'm still drinking. Yeah. It's still something you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, which is wild. I don't even want to comment on that because Freehold is a whole other animal with the shots. I can't, like... Y'all are made we, out of something. I don't know what the fuck y'all are made There's something called Freehold of. Tolerance, and it's a real thing. And we will... <laughs> drink like we have definitely had like double digits worth of shots in one shift before and not felt oh. it at all like i'm able to leave work brunch like get into double digits with shots leave at eight and be fine it happens almost every week and how it's do you like, do it how do i you don't know? i don't know how is this the first job you've have... worked at where that's that's a thing to this extent yes like it's a freehold it's like you could look at you make eye contact with your coworker and taking a shot. <laughs> like that's how it is. It's just how it is. It's the culture of how that place works, and it does work for us. I mean, we we kill it, and the guests love us because we're fun. But like, it gets to a point where you take a step back and you're like, I definitely took 15 shots at work today, and it's 8 p.m. and I'm fine. Adrenaline is real. Yeah, yeah adrenaline it's true. is a real thing. I, I mean, I, I will leave there and be like, I'm not even drunk, and I won't yeah. be drunk. I'll just be like i just worked the whole shift we're getting our asses rocked the whole time i can't see the back wall there's a line at yeah. 1 p.m to get in but that being said it's like i it's like water i don't know what it is <laughs> is it just that you're there i think when there's no time to just sit and or stand and just drink and like i think that's do you think that's when you get drunk when you just like have nothing to do and that's probably because we're shot? nonstop we're nonstop we're nonstop like it's like the taking a shot is like actually an inconvenience sometimes mm. we do it because we have like we can't have to because of the people and how fast it is but it's like it could set you back it set me back like four tickets and i'm like okay i can't i have to get back mm-hmm. but then the servers come over and they're like shots at service bar and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> so it's just like that's how it goes <laughs> <laughs> like, fell this chair. <laughs> sit on the oh floor. my god sit on the Ooh. floor sit on the floor if it happens I'm, if it happens i'm leaving guys so the rest of the podcast is just taylor <laughs> we've lost um, the producer now <laughs> so holly how do you um how are you liking your transition so you just started Estella. yeah so i just went through week one um i really really like it i feel <laughs> so green <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh right my goodness yeah. it's i i legitimately feel like i'm in school again but in a really good way like this isn't a this i'm not like saying this is a bad thing like it's nice to actually be learning again mm-hmm. and not feeling stagnant yeah. and growing yeah. honestly like i'm really i'm really excited to see where i'm at in like the next couple months because i do have a lot of work to do and it's like i'm non-stop studying 
like on the way into work, like I'm reading my notes and like going over everything. And before I go to bed, if I'm not too drunk, you know, <laughs> I'm reading. Like yeah, that's, I'm reading. I like that. That's yeah. exciting. Awesome. Yeah. It's I'm, nice to be stimulated and to, to learn. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's something to be said. Uh, we were talking earlier about this weird stigma that cocktail bartenders have with other bartenders that then decide to do like restaurant bartending. Yeah. And it's really foolish and silly and just ego driven. Totally. To be like, oh, you stopped bartending at a cocktail bar or you bartended at a restaurant. I'm like, ooh, like what's going on? Are you taking this step back? And I think it's bullshit. And I was really excited for you. Not to say that like anyone told me, you know, because anyone's talking shit about you. <laughs> I'm going to say something, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, we I do know, know <laughs> I do know that this is some, a thought in, a, in some bartenders head where it's like, oh, you haven't taken a step. Like It's like a step down for them and not a step up when I think it's actually really mature of you to acknowledge that you those hours are not like conducive for the lifestyle that you want for yourself, mm-hmm. that the drinking is not is not something that you want to do if you want to drink that much on your like by your choice, but not by like the affiliation association with the drinking bar culture uh, behind the stick. Um, And also the understanding that like, okay, like you want to tell me what this mash is made of and this like whiskey, but you can't like talk about Italian wines. Like there is, there is growth. And I think, I think as bartenders, we should be responsible for all aspects of the spirits we serve and education Mm -hmm. on that and not just throw away wine and beer as this, Thing that you don't need to learn because your cocktail bar only has one white, one red, one white, and one. But also, I think if you work in a restaurant, you get to learn flavors better, which actually is just going to make your cocktail game better. Right. I feel like your palate has to develop so much more once you incorporate food, and then you're doing wine, like yeah. just so like nuanced and like it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Like I already feel like I'm approaching the way I taste things so much differently, and that's only within like three weeks now of like being at Estella that I'm thinking about things very differently when I consume them and when I'm serving as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. you. (laughs) Thank you. So um, we're going to transition. Um, You are a sex worker. I am. Yeah. I've been doing sex work for about three and a half years now. Um, I kind of fell into it. Uh, a really awesome woman slid into my DMs <laughs> on Instagram and she was like, your content is really cool. Like you can be making money yeah. putting this stuff out there. You're doing it for free right now. And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so she, um, her name is Allie. She's awesome. Uh, Mia Woods official. She's great. Follow her on Instagram. Um, but yeah, so she got me into it and I started working for this company called Finro. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is clip work, uh, which is photos and videos that I've produced and created. I do work with photographers uh, sometimes, but I'm very selective. It's predominantly uh, women uh, that I work with mm-hmm. just because of the comfortability there. I've had some not so great experiences with photographers and of course all males. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but I, I really love doing it. It's been a great like little side hustle for living in New York. Um, it's also really helped me with my own, 
um, self-esteem concerning like my body and everything. It was fascinating. Once I started like putting myself out there like this, I became more accepting of who I am, Mm. even though like, of course, there was a lot of like backlash of like, why are you doing this? Like, why would you do this? Why would you put yourself out there like that? And it's like, no, I love this. I love doing this. And it's not it's not for the attention. It's like definitely a very creative part of myself that I'm now able to share and mm-hmm. be more accepting of myself and my body and yeah. doing it. And I'm making money. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Get that bread. What, where was the backlash <laughs> coming from? I mean, it's definitely, I've dealt with like friends from like, say like high school, college, just being like, so what, what is this that you're doing now? And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like low key doing some like amateur yeah. porn stuff yeah. with myself, yeah. putting yeah. it out there. And I like it. And they're just mm. like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I really like it. Yeah. So, and it's funny. There's so much stigma around it where people are just like, oh, did like, how did you fall into this? Where like, were you really like bad off on money or like what's going on? Oh it's God. like, no, 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 it's not like that. Like people choose to do this because they enjoy it yeah. and they like doing it. So that's the thing. Yeah. And it's empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you ever felt that in so you you have like kind of two careers, even though it's a side hustle, it's something that brings you joy where the, the people from the like hospitality industry have ever judged you or whether it be like they've accepted or judged or what's your what's your interaction um, with the bartending culture and community kind of kind of when you inter- integrated that because you're very open about on social media about what you do. Totally. Um, has there been any of that? I don't think I've actually dealt with any real issues surrounding it. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of scared to approach the subject, probably, it seems like, for the most part, mm, to ask right. me about it. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I feel like people feel awkward about it. So many they people are, feel awkward. are awkward about their own sexuality. Yeah. So bringing up someone else's sexuality and bringing up sexuality in a sense that someone puts it out there on their own accord... Yeah is like really like it's mind boggling to people. So I feel like I know people definitely think about it. And I've had a pe- couple of people get a little drunk and be like, so <laughs> I've looked at your website and I'm like, tight. What do you think? And they're yeah. just like, whoa. And but like they, get, they can't really even like articulate or say things because <laughs> they're, they're just like, wow. And it's like, come on. You you look at porn all the time. I know you do. You yeah. just happen to know someone now. Yeah, in real I life. Have a question. <laughs> I was gonna say, has there been like anyone in the industry that's like approached you in a creepy way after knowing like like slid into your DMs or like said something to you? you yes, know, that would be my yes. one thing. D- yes, that has it? definitely happened to me before. Um, I ignore it. Okay. Uh. And I will say that if that person ever seemed uh, like a danger to anyone else, I would definitely come forward and say something. Yeah. Um, But it's never gotten to a level where I have to out anyone for for these instances, you know. But I would definitely ignore them, and then you like see them in person. Is that a weird thing, or like have they tried to like talk to you in person about it, or I feel like they get they get really embarrassed. True. So they end up like kind of avoiding me. Have, um, they, have they talked to you about the situation? No. Weird. Yeah, it's. I just don't understand why. Was it a man? Yes. Okay. I don't. I can't. You don't make assumptions. I don't mm-hmm. understand yeah. why men. Because I've been. 
I've I've definitely had men been inappropriate with me, and there have been a very small handful that the next day have called me or reached out to me and like apologized for that behavior, yeah. and I said I was like, oh, thank you for your apology. What you did wasn't cool. Made me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. However, I appreciate you facing me since we're like dealing with this. Since I'm going to see you at some point, right? And now I can see you and say hi and say hi or not say hi and decide on what our our friendship or relationship, relationship will yeah. be like. But at least you've taken Apologized. the step to apologize, and now I can decide on how uncomfortable you will be in this space mm-hmm. not right. how uncomfortable I will be because you haven't acknowledged right what you've done to me yeah. and that is something that like receiving allowing that power move that power shift it doesn't have to be a power shift but there is this unspoken power sh- this power that in a room when a man has made you feel uncomfortable especially when it when it comes to um I don't know like hitting on you or yeah um or just saying something inappropriate that they that in a room I have felt like they have this sense of power because I feel so uncomfortable because they feel like they haven't they haven't thought they can like address the situation and apologize to me so that that shift is nice but fuck them for not apologizing to you yeah that's, that's some bullshit real shitty I think. I think what ends up happening is like, like I said, they definitely get like super embarrassed because like I don't respond or whatever because yeah, I'm not going to give them a time of day. So they're just like steer oh, clear of me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah just risk it all for please. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> steer clear. Don't don't come near me. And God, if you go near any of my friends, I will tell them. Yeah, I will tell probably them. probably already know. Exactly. <laughs> Luckily, the men that have done this, it's people that like. No one would want to talk to anyway, yeah. <laughs> or be interested in. To be quite it's honest, probably not the first you know time what they, I mean. It's probably not the first time they've seen yeah. themselves in that. Scenario. Right, right, exactly. And then it's like, how dare you? How do you roll up? How do you roll up into speed rack as right. a sexual assaulter? How, how, homie? Two happened to me and Ricky. Those both of our sexual assaults of people who had sexually assaulted us have rolled up to an event. Speed rack. Speed rack. What Seriously? the fuck? Oh, 100%. Yep. Hundo P. Taylor. Hiding behind a, <laughs> behind a brand booth. Like, working the brand booth. And I'm like, I want to tell the, the brand ambassador that I know who would not have that shit for a second. Nope. I know. Like, just so you know, and I did. I was like, just so you know. FYI. FYI. This was afterwards. I, I DM'd him later on. Because this person was like, oh, my God, I wish I would have known. I would have never hired that person. And mm-hmm. I said, well, now you know so that you don't have to hire him again. It's not that I, I was I was saying because I know the brand ambassador for the brand. And I know how upsetting he would have been if he would have known. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, just so you know, this is who you employed. But, yeah, the the or, as Rita would say, Rita is uh, Ricky's grandmother. The audacity. <laughs> The or the or the the nerve, the nerve, um, to kind of stay in, and to to feel like they need to be present in those scenarios when their presence is the last thing anybody wants. Yeah, ain't nobody want that shit. Um, uh, and any 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 resistance with employers or bosses that have, have brought it up or addressed it or no, actually everyone at least so I was working at Nighthawk whenever I first started doing it. 
And I immediately went to my boss before I like confirmed that I was going to be on the website. And I told them about it and they're like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Like, good for you. That's awesome. Like, we support you 100%. Yeah. And then, of course, I went over to Butter and Scotch afterwards, which that bar is so pro-sex work. Oh, Actually, yeah. a portion of their sales of their t-shirts right now that they're selling are, are going to an organization to help support sex work. Nice. Um, so that was, like, totally, like, non-issue. And, of course, subject was the same way. Every Like, I been really good about letting employers know but i feel like i'm at the point in both careers where it it comes with the territory people are already know what they're signing up for i mean it was definitely a concern for me transitioning into restaurants because i know that's a a different story uh-huh. um con- you know dealing with guests and what is attached to said restaurant um so that was definitely a little nerve-wracking trans- transitioning over as to whether or not this would affect me but seems like it hasn't not yet at least so that's good yeah and and i think that um you know so much of of the growth in social media and our identity attached to that has allowed employers to feel the need like the um permission to bring those things up and apply it to uh who you are in the workspace and i think that's not okay and it's it's bullshit and just because it's out there doesn't mean it's out there for you to grab and then apply um so i'm really happy that you haven't experienced any of that however is there a platform for anyone else maybe who's in whether it's the hospitality industry or other industries where um if that was to happen there's a organization for sex workers or anything like that that would help protect some of those rights you know i Honestly, I don't I haven't done my homework on it. And I guess it's because I haven't run into the situation yet where it is an issue. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's definitely there would be some sort of uh, discrimination oh, that sure. could totally. I mean, yeah, that would definitely be an issue if it actually came to light that that was the reason why someone got fired or was not hired for that instance. There's definitely I know there has to be something out there for that. Yeah, well, awesome. I don't know exactly, though, but. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, anybody who in the industry is a sex worker, I'm sure is open to talking with you, Holly, right? They can contact oh, you absolutely. if they have any questions or yeah. maybe they're interested in um, like going in that field and going into that direction. They can contact you. Is that cool? Of course. Uh, absolutely. Want to tell us your handle and all your socials informations? Oh, yeah. It's thick and sick. Three C's on thick and sick. <laughs> um, Cute. Yeah. I love that. I had, to, I had to, it came in my head recently and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's me. That's you. That's me. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much um, for being on our show. Yeah. Yes, and opening you. up and talking to very, us about, very much. about all that is Holly. Thanks for and, having me. Um, Holly World. Yeah. Holly. Oh, no, I, was going I, I see you going. <laughs> Holly right. World. We'll work, we'll work on it for next episode. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're Thanks welcome. for having me. Thank you. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Blake, and this is Airmail. So I've got two industry questions and one relationship question. Let's get started with the industry questions. Uh, this comes from Lawrence. And he asks, what's the worst or funniest thing that's been written about you on Yelp? Um, so my Yelp 
review story is funny because I asked my mom to write it. Shout out to mommy. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> <laughs> because I worked at this crazy fucking place called the Greenwich Project. And anybody who's worked with the for the projects know how crazy those owners are, especially Greenwich Project. You know that was shit was the wildest six months of I think my career. It aged me like like two, three years in those six months. I had the, one of the owners, his name was Nick, and I don't give a fuck about him, so I'm going to say his name. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was so, and that's that on that. That's 20 on 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was insane. He had a drinking problem, and I'm pretty sure he was um, just emotionally unstable, and, and I think his alcoholism really... Um, really brought that set out of him. Um, so it was Mother's Day, and my mom, I was like, Mom, I can't, I'm going to be working on Mother's Day. I can't, you know, take you out. Please have brunch at the restaurant mm-hmm. I'm working at. Um, and so I sat her at, like, the best table, which was, like, this cute little booth, and it was, like, you know, half moon kind of style. And the wall that was sh- that was shared by it was the office wall. And our office at the time was a hole in, like, literally a <laughs> hole in the wall. Speaking of hole in the wall... This is where the story, this is how the story <laughs> develops. Dun, dun. Like, the owner was so insane where he would have these fits of rage. And there was, he ran and went into the office and the office had like four wall, like holes in the wall from the ones that he like punched. He would like punch holes in walls, right? And we'd be like, and then he'd like, he's left once, he had to go to the hospital because he like, Look at the bloody fist. Like, shit like that. We were like, yo. And I was young. So I didn't know. I was like, this is just how bartending is. This is the real world. Um, And so he punched a wall. He punched a wall. And it was the wall that my mom was leaning on. So she felt like this weird air impact and heard the noise. And I was like... And I like I was working service that what day, and fuck? I fucking saw it. Like I saw him go into the office, and I saw him like my like he didn't like hit my mom, but like she she went he broke oh through the sheetrock or whatever it was, <sighs> not the sheetrock or plaster, yeah, dry. Okay, yeah. yeah drywall sheetrock. He fucking <laughs> wishes that punk ass. Oh um, my god! <laughs> and and my mom was like like went like this because she heard it, and then turned back and looked at me. And was like, what the fuck? I was like, come over here. Come on, she was like, I heard, I heard, like it felt like someone punched a wall, oh and I hadn't gosh. told her about the like wall punching. She, she knew <laughs> that I was punching. working for some this problematic. She would have been like, pick me up, like if it was like after school. Yeah, like, she would have picked me up or like she would have been like, let's go, we're going Taylor, home. It's over. It's get in over. the car. Get in the car. <laughs> she, she, get your bag. Get in the car. Get your bag and get in the car. Uh, it would have been a, it would have been a long car conversation. Oh um, and I was like, yeah, the owner does that. She was like, what the fuck? She was like, I'm out. She was like, she literally was like, my mom has no problem leaving in the middle of a meal. I will tell you that. And she's like, pack it all up because I'm taking it home. But I'm leaving. She's done that for Mother's Day. Another Mother's Day, she got two. She got, she ate an edible and she got too high. So we had to pack it all up before we could leave. I love you, mommy. I know you're going to listen to this too. I'm sorry. You're the best. You're hilarious. And I love you for it. Um, but she was like, I'm out. This is crazy. Um, and so I was like, yo, write it on Yelp. Write it on Yelp because I feel like the owner was like, Yelp would like had a magnifying glass over Yelp. And I don't know if I was written about, but we'd have these staff meetings that would just make us feel so bad about these Yelp reviews. And I just want to like one Yelp review about like the owner being 
problematic. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The owner walking into the office, punching a wall, and my mom as a guest, not as my mom, feeling it. Right. And I was like, Ma, creative license. I'm giving you your creative license. All right? Go Please for do it. This. Yeah, I was because I was so over it. Um, that's my Yelp story. Okay, mine is not really much of a story. It's kind of just like a really stupid thing. Uh, so I have a history and a problem with history of having a problem with people taking pictures of me while I'm working. It happens to me all the time at Sweet Trick. It's happened multiple times where my bar back has caught men taking pictures of me and like had to say something and they've been removed. Like it's been an issue at more than one bar. So when I started at Polynesian, it was funny because the inverse happened where I was basically the poster child for Polynesian on Yelp. Every other picture was a picture of me to the point that guests would come and be like, you're the girl on Yelp. You're the girl that I see all over Yelp for Polynesian. And I'd be like, yep, mm-hmm, that's me. Uh, would you like a pina colada? Like, what can I, what can I do for you? What do you, want? what do you want? So, I mean, that's just my, that's my quick story. It's just like a, a thing that I hate that happens. But then it flipped at Polynesian. People are like oh my God, you're the girl from Yelp. Can you make me one of those reggae bus drinks? Can you make me one of, you know? So it was cute, but that's it. That's all I got. Moral of the story <laughs> is don't be taking pictures of my friend. Don't take pictures of me. Stop. $50 every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I just charge them. I just, I, just, I just learned from Holly already. Seriously. $50 a picture. Yep. And mm-hmm. consent first. It, yes, consent. Why do people think they can just take fucking pictures don't of take you? pictures of me. Why? Why? It's weird. Like, if I'm behind the bar and someone is like, I can yeah. tell, I am I call them out. I'm like, oh my God, absolutely. Did you guys, what, did you, you need to take a picture of something? A bottle? Or like, what's yeah. going on? Like, and like please I've had, ask. I've had, yeah, and I've had please guests ask. Who, have, I've had, who have been out of towners who have had really amazing experience who at the end of it were like, can you take a picture with us? That's right. Fine. Because then this is like, we met this awesome bartender who was amazing to us and we had a great experience and here is her smiling. Right. Consensually taking a picture right. with us, not of just a picture of this bartender who I barely spoke to to fucking 10% on and stole a picture of. Yeah. It would us be like men coming in by themselves and like, take, like what? That's so creepy. I'm so sorry. Go to a strip club. <laughs> And they won't picture. let you. They will not let you take pictures. But they will kick you your ass out. Go in there and fucking whatever. I'm just over here making this bloody mary. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I'm making a bloody mary. Can you not? Mm, whatever. I don't have any interesting Yelp stories. I really don't. But I do remember running across uh, a photo of me on Yelp, <laughs> and it was so horrible. As someone, I I know I'm photogenic. But yeah. oh my god, why did they do it? Yeah, this. Why did they do they're it? They're hideous pictures on Yelp. Yeah, it's really me, bad. I'm like, bruh. That's happened to me before too. You yeah, when I started working, when I started working at Ghost Donkey, Cat, shout out to Cat, was like, <laughs> never check the Yelp. <laughs> Don't do like, a freeholder. Like, like, do we not have, look at we Yelp. We only have one. We only have like one rule here, and this like goes from like management all the way down. Don't yuck a Yelp. Don't let it. Don't, don't like. Don't do it. it. Don't That's do it. awesome. You know why? Because we deal with we deal with like a bunch of crazy assholes anyway. So don't deal with crazy assholes and then watch the same crazy assholes and then see write what something they wrote ridiculous about you. and that yeah. is probably yeah. not true. So right. don't even do it. And I was like, "That's some good advice." That's amazing. Don't look on Yelp. This one's a quick hitter, and then we'll do the relationship advice. With St. Patrick's Day coming up, what is your least favorite night of the year to work at a bar? 
one is the worst. Cinco de Mayo and the fucking That's actually derby mine too. That's the worst. Came on the same day last year and when I tell you the amount of hats, appropriation and just big church hats, derby hats, the 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 also mint juleps and margaritas. Mint, ju- mint julep margarita. <laughs> A julerita. Uh, Stop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a fucking doozy. Okay, or Marga Julie. Anyway, Marga- go on. <laughs> well, 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 we're gonna work on this, all right? Um, <laughs> but it was like two different crowds that are both pretty shitty. The 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 Derby people less. The yeah. Derby people definitely less because they were like debutantes. Um, but then you got to switch from that to like crazy party like people out in sombreros. Yeah, it was it was just a lot of fucking hats. Um. <laughs> And it was a fucking shit show. It was I was working at Seamstress, and the Upper East Side really loves shit like that. They really <laughs> love that combo, and that was like one of the worst drinking holidays. It's that, and also SantaCon for me. Oh, oh SantaCon is the worst. If you don't know what SantaCon is, it's when a bunch of douchebags dress up like Santa, and they go bar hopping, and they start at like 10 a.m., and they just throw up, and they're the worst, and they think because they're in a Santa costume, and it's great. No, it's the worst day. It's the absolute worst day. Oh, my God. Because the, the material of Santa costumes plus throw up, Bruh. oof. I saw uh, a girl literally passed out on the subway on the sad. way to Acme, like, maybe like three years ago. Oh, no. And it was like, I was on my way to brunch to work, and she was already done for <gasps> Oh, my God. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. No. I don't like Valentine's Day. I don't, I don't like working Valentine's Day. Yeah. I think I think it's because it's like you know you're gonna see a breakup, a first date. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see some really weird first dates. Um, first because date just it happens a lot. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, I know. I don't they know. Valentine's Day feels weird. Valentine's Day. The My guy's friend trying just to did that. Kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. That's what he's trying to do. Sorry. Finally, we have a relationship question. Uh, by the way, that last question was submitted by Britt. Um, our relationship question this week is. I've been out of work for the past two years. In the meantime, my wife has written a book and launched a successful lecturing circuit. I'm beginning to feel overshadowed and insecure. How do I get my groove back? And that question is submitted by, oh, holy shit, it's submitted by former U.S. President Barack Obama. (laughs) Thanks for listening, Barack. It's great great that you are tuning in. Wow. I'm so honored. (laughs) Um, First of all, you look great. I just want to say that jacket the other day with the 44 on the arm. Oh, that got me going. Jesus. <laughs> A whole presidential snack. I'm just saying. I never thought of you that way. You look a little bit like a fuckboy now, and I'm here for it. I love it. You're out here. However, my advice to you is to just make sure that when she gets home from whatever the fuck she's doing all day... There is dinner, you're running her bath, you're massaging her feet. And you getting that jaw ready. <laughs> and you throw in your, you get in your shovel ready because you're about to dig some shit out. Get that shovel because you're about to dig it dig out. Dig it out, my guy. <laughs> Make sure you're, you're not working, but you're working. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not working, but you better be working with something. Something, okay? And mm-hmm. you know what else you could do right now? You could help your boy Joe prepare to run in 2020. Yeah. I think we need that really, really bad. Um, 
Obama, if you're listening. Please. Please. Also, check on your daughter. Everyone's snitching on her. She's out here drinking. People are posting pictures of her online. I'm not going to lie. I did serve her once at Acme. I knew she was underage. Sorry. Yeah, but she's a However, daughter. <laughs> if I'm under, If I'm under serving anyone... Yo, there was mad security outside for her. Like, I knew she was going to be fine. She had a white wine spritzer. It's whatever. She had a Malbec, but it was great. You know what? That's class. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh, I could I barely... I came up with red wine down when I was 19. I thought I knew shit about She's shit. 20. Like, yeah, good for her. Fine. Get that Malbec. Anyways. Get that Malbec, baby. If you're feeling insecure, it's okay. You're great. You're going to find another job. Everyone knows that. Uh, but just make sure you take care of Michelle. She's working hard. Yeah. Like... She did her tour. She was on Barclays. I, I, tickets were sold out, but I really wanted to see Yeah, her. she's fucking working, so make sure she's taken care of mm-hmm. when she's done. Mm-hmm. So she don't have nothing to come at you for. So. If not, get her a magic wand. Yeah. Head, no. Yeah, yep. Just, uh, yeah. that too. Yeah. But she shouldn't need it because you, you, you're there. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> Charge yourself up and be ready when she's ready. Yeah, be her magic wand. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> cool. Shout out to my bar backs, our next segment. Hey, this is Austin from Paradise Lounge, bartender and owner. Wanted to give a bar back shout out to our staffer, Seth Powers, uh, a kid that never stops moving, works really tough. And the most important thing of all is his eagerness to learn and absorb new stuff. So much so, he's already got bartending shifts and moving on. Love you, bud. Thank you so much. Bye. So, announcements. Um... We would like to Taylor. What's your announcement? Actually, let's start. Guys, with this. This my is a big announcement. announcement. This is a big announcement, and today is um, my first training at Dead Rabbit behind Yay. the bar. Woo. I'm really, really, really <laughs> excited and nervous, but similar to Holly, I'm really excited to be learning and to feel stimulated and to feel challenged. And to be in a realm that makes me uncomfortable is something I embrace because I really know that it, it like the effort it's going to take for me to get comfortable will be will take a while. But um, the team there has been in the short time that I've trailed and then I had a one on one with Jillian um, have been so nice. And just like, and like, real, like, just genuinely, that's not like, like, hey, what's up? Like, hey, like, welcome to the team. Like, and it's not even like the first question is always like, where did you work? It was just like, where are you more like, where are you from? Like, how did you yeah. hear about it? Like, I don't know. It just seems like everyone's been really genuine and nice. And they you can tell that they really love being a part of that family because that love is like kind of like radiant. Um, and yeah. Well, congratulations, friend. That's incredible. Thanks. We're proud of you. Thanks. Um, our next announcement is we would like to give a shout out to Tiki and Slow Jams. Uh, they have two events coming up, one in D.C. if you're down there um, at the back room on the 4th, Monday the 4th, and then the one after that is on Monday the 10th at Porn Ribbons. That's in New York City. Um, and People now, don't know who's, who, who are Tiki and Slow Jams. Um, Tiki and Slow Jams is uh, three of our friends. They So French... Uh, from DC, Dev, uh, who is from DC but lives here, and Channing, who is from here. Um, no, he's from Ohio. Well, I'm saying where they live now All because right. calm down. Sorry, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm sensitive. 
<sighs> Anyways, before I was interrupted, they have this really cool event where they make really awesome tiki drinks and they play slow jams and it's real fun. It's a wang dang doodle, so you better go if you're in DC <laughs> or or New York. They go on tour with this, so they do a lot of uh, different cities. Um, you can follow their Instagram. It's just at tiki and slow jams um, to find out where they'll be next. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last word. Last word. Um, I'm gonna start. So. I told myself like two and a half years ago that I was going to work at Dead Rabbit one day and I didn't know how I was going to obtain that. And I, I don't, it's not like I frequent Dead Rabbit and I'm kind of like, you can, you can take that approach where you become a regular at a bar and then it's easier for you to Mm -hmm. transition in. Um, but I told myself that that was a personal goal I don't. I just that was right around when they were winning their awards, and um, nice. I was able to you know go a couple times and see what their team was actually go to the parlor, or go to you know and see what their team was capable of, and um, you know then Blacktail opened, and knowing that it was the same, it was the same team, and really um, just when you there's some identities at bars that you see that that you see that you want to be at you say i want to be there i, I want to be at that bar and i just want to say i know this is like kind of you know cheesy but i have had a shitty year um or she last cut like six months but ever since a new year happened i like called ricky hysterically crying when i got the job <laughs> i was bawling i was like i got the job and it's just ever since it's been 2019 there's been such a shift in um think good things happening and you know, Orlando was just like, you didn't get this job because of connections. You got this job because you're a good you. bartender. Um, and so anybody who sees that they want a place or see that, you know, that's the place that they want to work or they have a goal, I would just say, like, put your head down and make fucking drinks and be a good person and be a, a be a welcoming, warm like bartender who I always say like you never know who's on the other side of your bar mm-hmm. you never know if that person's going to be able to give you an opportunity you never know if that person's going to take you to the next step to the next to the next journey or the next part of your life to 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 really open you up to I've I've had people sit my bar that at the end of the bar at the end of the experience have been like hey I work here you're fucking dope yeah. just so you know and I had no idea that they ran the program at at this bar or that bar because I didn't know. I didn't know their face. I didn't, you know. And so I think a huge part of why I was able to get that position was um, because I've bartended for people um, that believed in me and um, that have become, you know, friends or peers. And to be contacted and asked if I could come in and train was a really, really big deal for me. So if you just put your head down and make drinks and you hone in on becoming the best person and bartender you feel like you can be, you can achieve really big things. That's my last word. Great. Congratulations again. Thank you. On that. Um, I just have my last word as like kind of an update from what I had talked about last week with people putting credit cards in my face. Um, It happened again and it happened one time this weekend because when I say it happened once and I went off, the entire bar heard it. So it's never going to happen again. Uh, this guy was shook. He took like four steps back and it worked out great. Um, I have one more last word. And so I work at a place that's very DJ heavy and I love the DJs to death. I love everyone that comes in. Uh, thank you for like doing what you do for us and bringing your crowds in and like providing the vibe for the bar. 
However, I'm hooking your you up and your friends up the entire shift. Your friends are over here being just as annoying as everyone else, but I recognize them and I'm hooking them up, making sure they're taken care of. I'm making sure that's all going on your tab. It's all going to get comped at the end of the night. Please do me one favor and just tip us. DJs don't tip and it's annoying as fuck and I don't get it. Like, we and love y'all. Don't get it twisted. We know what your shift pay is too. We know what it is. You know, we're getting, you're getting like $500 for that set. You're not, like. Hitting us with a 20? I'm allowing 40, you. I mean, you should be hitting us with 40. But if you just hit me with the 20 even before, the 20. before you started your shift, I'd be yeah. okay. Like, I would be like, okay, bet. Like, if you, let's say you're tipping a dollar a drink, yeah. you're good. I, mean, I don't know if you're having it doesn't even drinks, have to be. But like, just acknowledge that like we're giving you good service and like we love you just as much as you love the drinks we're giving you. Like just just keep that in mind that like we're allowing you to a like walk up to service bar and just cut everyone and order whatever you want whenever you need it because it's urgent. We get it. There's been times I've even run drinks to the DJ booth because I can just tell they need one. There's been times I've walked like to helping. the DJ. Yeah, yeah. there's been times I've walked to I'm the DJ I'm running drinks booth. over to you or I'm running a shop over for you because I can tell you need it and yeah. I'm just like out here taking care of you and we all do our best. But it's yeah. like. Just keep that in mind. It's nothing. It's nothing to just give us a little tip. You Especially know? as DJs, when you're like, don't forget to tip your bartender. True. I've heard DJs literally. <laughs> they do say I've that. I've dead ass heard DJs announce wow. that. You're don't right. Don't forget to tip your bartender. The service, the, 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 the free, the drinks, something about like the drinks are free, but the service is, I don't know. Whatever. Like not, something, they say that. They say some like cute little gimmicky shit. I've literally heard you say, don't forget to tip your bartender. Yet. You forgetting. You forgetting. <laughs> crazy Please. i love y'all like i just need to say that i don't know if any djs listen but i just think it's important and, and big ups to the djs who do this isn't just yeah like the a, this ones that yeah. do thank big ups you to y'all we got you this and is we'll like stay, a team. and we'll stay having you i promise you you tip us it's like you're just like you we're gonna won, bounce, you won the lottery yeah, that night we're bouncing vibes off each other here you're making the music we're making the drinks like that's like you know this is what we're doing we're making sure everyone else has a good time we're creating a space so let's take care yeah. of each other that's it <laughs> anyway thank you Anything guys else? No? for episode two and thank you holly again thank you it was holly. great to and have thank you blake thank you blake um and tune in to next week yep. where we still we don't know who our guest is it'll no. be a surprise we'll announce it it'll be well, on yeah, instagram well, yeah follow us on instagram at um no call no show pod um and also at no call no show pod at gmail.com and please send us the airmail um, we really oh. want to know what what questions you have, and you can be as explicit and honest about. Yeah. And if you don't want to, if you want to be anonymous or you want to use a different name, just we respect tell me. you. Uh, you know, Ricky's real good with the names. Yeah, just um, tell me at the beginning. I'm just gonna make fake names anyways for everyone. It just makes things easier. Yeah, and just be as honest and real with us as you'd like because we're here for it. I mean, this is the kind of podcast that we're we have, and we want you to know that this is a safe space for you. So please open up, and uh, we'll be here to give you as much advice as we can on the questions that you have. Also, one more thing, we are on another segment we're going to be having is called Between the Sheets. So you could also email your one night stand stories, your bar hookup stories, all of those just stories that we can read Sex and like stories. have a little chuckle about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. No call, no show. We don't give a